0: The Humble High School Sports Podcast, uh, I'm your host, Charlie Brodigan, co-host, Joe DiStefano. Uh, it's October 6th, Saturday, We've got a lot going on in sports, so you got a uh, guest star, Frankie Castaño on to talk about some baseball and a few other things.
1: Joe, what do we got? Um, You have the Red Sox last night winning 5-4 to four against the Yankees, holding off a late Late comeback, late push from the Yankees. I mean, they are up 5-0 to start the game. J.D. Martinez hit a three-run home run in the first inning, which really helped keep momentum or start the momentum for the Red Sox that eventually got them to win that game. Um, Chris Sale looked great. He pitched five and two-thirds innings with eight strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of the best pitchers in the MLB, and he really showed why he's one of the best pitchers in the MLB. Um, the Red Sox bullpen did look shaky. Um you know they gave up four runs after Sale came out, and um, yeah, yeah,
2: that was a big win for the Red Sox. It was a must-win because Sale, obviously being the ace, you need to win that game, especially with Price going on the mound tonight, and he has a record of zero and eight in the playoffs. Might be because he used to be on the Rays, which weren't, which wasn't a good team. Has never been a good team, and but the thing is, Sale went only five and two-thirds innings, and now isn't very long for a starting pitcher. But it's the longest outing for a Red Sox starting pitcher in the postseason since 2013. And with the bullpen being as shaky as it is, I think that if if David Price can't go a solid outing tonight, they're really going to have a tough time winning tonight and a s- splitting the first two games in Boston and going back to the Bronx, I don't think will be very beneficial for the Red Sox.
1: Yeah, I mean David Price is also his his playoff numbers have been horrible, but his numbers against the Yankees since arriving to Boston have been also dreadful. I mean, he's 2-7 and seven with a 7.71 earned run average and eight starts against the Yankees as a member of the Red Sox. So, I mean, it's gonna there's a lot to look at with Price because he did finish, he did pitch unbelievable this year. I mean, he had some shaky starts against the Yankees this year as well, but he also pitched very well against the Yankees a few times as well. All, to compliment that. Um, I'm personally a huge fan of David Price. I think he's going to come out there tonight, and he's really going to prove to everyone that he can pitch in the playoffs and he can pitch against the Yankees because that's what he showed this year in the regular season after uh, taking harsh criticism from Boston fans after leaving the game against the Yankees early in the year with a thumb injury. Yeah, and and to go back to what Frankie was saying about, like, the whole idea of home field
0: advantage and, like, especially in baseball where you're playing home and away, like, how that's going to affect the Red Sox after winning a game or two and then going over to the Bronx, especially with this rivalry and, like, the atmosphere that's going to be created in these, you know, two stadiums. It's going to be something
1: wild to see. Yeah, I mean, this is once in a lifetime. The Red Sox and Yankees in the playoffs as 200-plus win teams, Um, that doesn't happen – Every so often, I mean, you got so much to look at here because the fan base in Boston's so strong, but the fan base in New York is so strong, and that creates this harsh, tough rivalry between the two teams.
2: Right. So what are we thinking about tonight's game? I, I personally think that it's going to be a blowout. I think the Yankees are going to stomp David Price. I think David Price is going to keep up his cons- consistent record of pitching horribly under pressure situations pitching in the playoffs he's a lefty facing judge stanton gary sanchez a big right-handed lineup i think he's gonna get killed do you have uh anything to say about that joe well i mean
1: i think price is gonna i told i said this earlier i think price is gonna prove everybody wrong i think price is gonna come out there he's gonna show that he's meant for the playoffs he's meant for the red Sox. he's meant to pitch against the yankees and I think he's going to help them get through the series and win the series, and eventually go on to win the 2018 World Series.
2: He might be. He might be uh, ready for the this, X-factor. but he's he's not
1: the X factor. He's the X factor. They don't go to. The, they don't win this World Series without David Price pitching well.
2: Listen, man.
0: I hope you're right. I don't know too much about baseball, but I'm rooting for the Red Sox. It just uh, it doesn't seem like that's the way things are going to be. Yeah,
2: there's many X factors. David Price is the number two. He has to pitch well in the playoffs. I mean, it's a four-man rotation. You only have one solid pitcher in that four-man rotation. The pitching's just not there. The Yankees' pitching is pretty deep, I mean, except for the fact that Jay hap was the Game 2 starter for the playoffs for the Yankees because Severino recently pitched. I mean, Tanaka pitches well against the Red Sox. CeCe Sabathia pitches. I mean, he's old. He's not going to do so bad.
1: I think think the... You just said the Yankees have a great rotation. I think the Red Sox have a better rotation. You know, you have Chris Sale, one of the best pitchers in the MLB. David Price, you know, sh- as shaky as he's <laughs> been in the playoffs, I think, like I said, he's going to prove everybody wrong we'll tonight. See. Chris Sale. Um, Ricky Rain drops Rick Porcello, AL Cy Young winner in 2016. and Porcello's going to be pitching in the Bronx. Gonna, he is so. going to be pitching in the Bronx,
2: but I think he can handle that. Who's the Game 4 starter? Um, or the the fourth man in the rotation. Because we have Severino. I mean, I shouldn't say we because I'm not a Yankees fan, but Severino right. is pitching for the Yankees game four. So if, if the game four starter is anybody bad. Actually, no, he's pitching game three because they already played a wild card game. So Porcello versus Severino, the Bronx, is going to be interesting. Um. Severino's not very good in the playoffs also, but, I mean, we'll see. The fact that Chris Sale went out there and pitched so well is really shocking to me. I really thought he was going to do poorly. Um, just, again, he just doesn't pitch well in the playoffs, but he proved everyone wrong. Hopefully for you guys, uh, David Price proves everyone wrong, but we'll have to see tonight. And,
1: you know, getting back to that fourth starter, Nathan Avaldi, who the Red Sox traded for earlier in the year, um, he came in to the Red Sox with a boom. I mean, he pitched two straight shutout games, and then he sort of fell off. He started getting racked and all this and that. But he's a guy who can throw, you know, 97-plus miles per hour as a starting pitcher, and he's got the stuff to throw a great game against the Yankees and throw a great game against any other team. It's just to see how well he can do it. And Yeah, keep in pressure. mind, he's a
2: former Yankee, so pitching in the Bronx for him is not going to be a big deal because he's pitched there so many times before. Um yeah, so Rick Porcello game three against Severino game two, Price versus Tanaka. Mm-hmm. Right. Um what do you think about JD Martinez? How do you think he's gonna perform? Is he gonna do as well as he did last night with I three think, RBS?
1: I think he's gonna embrace the whole playoff atmosphere. David um my bad. JD Martinez has really um how should I say this? Really embraced being in Boston. You see guys like they acquired from years ago like Carl Crawford, Adrian Gonzalez. They come to Boston, big, big hype, big names, and they they crack under the pressure. J.D. Martinez like David has not Price. has not cracked under the pressure. David Price has not cracked under the pressure either, and he will. He not has tonight.
0: debatable. He um, has um, very debatable. Um, he's
1: cracked. Um, no, he hasn't. Um, he's had a history of cracking. Getting under back pressure. to J.D. Martinez, I mean, he's had 40 plus home runs. I mean. He just hit a home run, three-run home run last night, game one in the playoffs against the Yankees. You don't just hit a home run game one against the Yankees in the ALDS in the first inning by by chance, by luck. You have to be embracing the atmosphere, and I think he loves the Boston fans and the fan base, and he really rallies around it.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of the Red Sox love the fan base. It's a great fan base. Uh, you got to say, like, Boston and New York are some of the best fan bases for all sports. Sure. Around the world. I any, know, around the any sport,
0: you're coming to Boston, you're you're thinking about
2: the crowd. It's in your head a Very little bit. Very
1: rowdy. Yeah. Uh, you know, everyone knows. I mean, you get people come to Boston to just go watch a Red Sox game in yeah. that atmosphere. I mean, because you can't get that anywhere else. It's, it's Fenway. It's
2: Fenway's the atmosphere. Back to the bullpen. Um, Craig Kimbrell obviously probably won't, not obvious, he probably won't close tonight if they get the the uh, chance to close out a game because he pitched last night. Just wanted to say Craig Kimbrell is the only Red Sox bullpen pitcher with a sub three ERA. Three is good. Anything below that is expected for a solid bullpen pitcher. I mean their bullpen obviously did not perform last night. And you think you gotta think that the Yankees are just getting to them. You gotta think they're playing their in their heads the bullpen um what do you think about the bullpen? Obviously the Yankees have a better one, but
1: well I mean the Red Sox bullpen did take a huge blow today. They lost Steven Wright, who actually is a starting pitcher moved to the bullpen for the rest of the probably the, the Durander, probably, remainder bet the remainder of the playoffs. Um and they replaced him with probably my least favorite um <laughs> player on the Red Sox, Heath Embry. Every single time East. I watch him on TV, he gives up a home run. So I think if he <laughs> comes out, comes in tonight, I'm willing to take bets. I think he gives up a home run. I just don't see it in him, East. and I, I really – that's a huge blow. Not losing Steven Wright. It's the fact that you're replacing him with Heath Henry. I think that's the bigger – that's the big blow <laughs> for them. I mean, also, though, you got to look at Drew Pomeranz is in the Red Sox bullpen. Um, he adds a different dynamic that the Yankees' bullpen doesn't have. He's a guy, another starting pitcher, who can, if, say, the starting pitcher gets racked, and you can bring in Pomeranz, and if he's pitching well, he can go five, six innings and give the bullpen some much-needed rest that the Yankees can't get.
2: Yeah, but Pomeranz is just
1: not a good pitcher. Yeah, he hasn't been doing well, but his he has um, a lot of experience pitching, and... He's had some good numbers in the past so he could bring that
0: out. Uh I just want to talk about CC Sabathia. Um what is going? Like he I'm sorry, he's awful. He's kind of a bag of dust like I get that he's and he he's getting
2: paid 13 million a year. 10. But yeah. 10.
0: That's way too much. You could bring some guys up from AAA and pay them half as much as you're paying
2: CC Sabathia. To be fair, Pablo Sandoval was paid like 15 million a year to play double A baseball. Oh. So, well, yeah, mistakes I, I were made.
0: It's fair. And I guess that's exploring the idea of, like, it, especially with the Yankees, like, earning your pinstripes, sort of, like, being a an organization player. It's, like, it's like sort of like with Chara on the Bruins. Like, he's he's good. He's still all right. He can still play hockey. But, like, you're not going to trade him because, I mean, A, he doesn't really have that much trade value. And you're not going to lower his pay cut because, you know, he's the captain of the team. He's been around. And he's helped the team win championships. So, it's not...
2: Yeah, Sabathia is just one of those long-time Yankees that you think about when you think about the Yankees versus Red Sox rivalry. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's kind of like a respect thing, I feel like, that they're paying him a lot because he's been around for so long. He's helped them out a lot. It's kind of like Chara. you got a veteran on the Bruins who can really help the young guys. That's the same way with CeCe Sabathia can help the young guys. He's a veteran. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, Sabathia I think also adds gives the Yankees a lot of leadership. I mean, he's old. He's been around the block a long time. I mean, he um I think he's sort of the Walmart version of leadership-wise of what David Ortiz was to the Red Sox when he played. Right. He gave the Red Sox some leadership, some some pride and all that. But um to push things aside, it, Sabathia is not He's he's no good. He's no good. He's yep, gonna get racked sure. in this for series. Sure. Um, he's. I think he'll be out by the second inning. <laughs> I think he's not worth having. He's almost mind. as bad as. Price but in he gives the, the young Yankees a someone to look up to, a leader.
2: Frank Price is like that too. <laughs>
1: Price, okay.
2: Because we'll they're both hey. old. Hey. lefties. Hey, we'll see. That aren't good. All right. Price isn't that old now. Yeah, but the ish- yes, he is. He's pretty old. He was on the Rays for a good amount of time. He's in his thirties.
1: I mean, yeah, he's in his thirties, dude. Sabathia is like high thirties, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, Price looked unbelievable this year after the All Star break. He was honestly, I think, the ace of the team. I mean, because Sale was injured for a good majority of the second half of the year, but I think Price is going to show. That the Red Sox actually have two aces and not just one, they have a one and two ace. Yeah, he's be got beach. some big
2: shoes to fill though because he just has a really bad start. Oh and eight, anything, even if he pitches five innings and give up gives up two runs, I think the Red Sox fans should be pumped about that because you got to expect the worst <laughs> I mean, from David two,
1: Price. Two runs in the playoffs against the Yankees is a quality start. As long as the Red Sox can get runs on the board, that's that's a good start for I think anyone besides maybe. Chris Sale, Clayton Kershaw, like else, any other ace—that's one of the best in the league. What about Hep on the Yankees? Thirty-five years Hap? old. Hap,
2: whatever. Jay Hap, uh, Once again, don't he's, watch a lot of. He's baseball. all right. I mean, that's his first chance, like ever. I mean, in the he hadn't lost
1: a start for the Yankees this year. I mean, ever since he got traded to them, he had not lost a start, and the Red Sox gave him that first loss.
2: You have to expect that he's gonna pitch horrible against the Red Sox at Fenway, his first ever playoff start. He was on the Pirates and the Blue Jays never played in I the mean, playoffs. You
1: see a lot of Yankee chokes at Fenway. I mean, I've watched countless times Chapman will come into the game with a two run lead or something, with two outs and he'll he'll lose him in the game. I mean <laughs> the pressure to at Fenway Park for opposing teams is unparalleled throughout the league.
2: Well, I, I disagree. I think the Bronx Yankee Stadium. No. It's the deep, no. deep part of no. New York. <laughs> <All> <laughs> it's uh, no. got 20,000 more spectators. I mean, people from no. all over New York. Go.
1: The people you get in New York are people who wear Yankees hats for style. They walk around the streets wearing a Yankees hat, and they say, oh, their friend tells them who's a diehard Yankees fan. Yo, you know the Yankees are in the playoffs, right? And they're like, oh my God, no way. Yeah, <laughs> but the that's the, me, same, the same way with the Red Sox. They show up, they got their it's the same way with off, the Red Sox. Aaron Judge jerseys. Yeah, exactly.
2: The it, Red Sox, chambers. I'd say during the regular season, at least a quarter of the fans aren't fans. They're just coming to see the history of Fenway Park. You got it. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I, I mean, you don't get many tourists in, in the, the playoffs? No, no, playoffs, I
1: guess he's... you're not getting tourists. No, I'm sorry. No pal. way. People aren't
0: picking up playoff tickets to go on a trip with their family. For sure not. Those are diehard fans.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so, final predictions. Chuck, what do you have for the score tonight?
0: Once again, this might be the fifth time I've said it, not a big baseball guy. But judging off of what I saw last night, and I watched like some recaps this morning, some highlights, I'm going to go... Fifteen
2: to one. Yankees. No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three one Red Sox. Ooh, Frankie? Seven to two Yankees. All right, I God. got.
1: <laughs> I got five to one Red Sox. Um, I think wow. Bryce is no. gonna throw a shutout. Oh, no. in five, six inning shutout. I think. Six um, inning and shutout. And I think the bullpen's gonna come in, and I think they're gonna end up throwing Hembry in there, and he's gonna give up a solo home run, and they'll pull him. That's gonna be the Yankees one run. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a blowout. I think Price is going to prove everybody wrong. And yeah, uh. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, let's talk about this fight going on tonight. Uh, McGregor-Khabib, I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, once again, if the three of us have n- no clue who these people are. We probably should have found someone. Can we McGregor- know who McGregor I mean, we know McGregor, but that's because he's a-, a swaggy. And a, l- boy, a legend. But- and a legend, sure. But Khabib is a mean-looking dude, let me tell you. I, His I watched ears, a few highlights.
2: Man. His ears, are. So big. They're like <laughs> The cauliflower ear is so bad. It looks Over like he just punched himself in the ear like 50,000 He probably
0: guys. did. He looks like the type of guy to do that. But in terms of, uh, like, uh, sabermetrics, if you want to call it that, uh, they're both 30. Um, you know, pretty similar in height. McGregor – I think McGregor has the reach. I think I wrote that down wrong. Yeah, McGregor has the reach yeah. by 4 inches. They're both 155 pounds. I think this one – it's up to skill, you know what I mean. Like you can't really put it on size, weight. And yeah, because
2: we saw the size between Mayweather and McGregor, and we saw what size does doesn't right. do very much. And well, that's that's boxing. This is UFC. Yeah, you know what I it's mean?
1: Against the greatest boxer arguably of all time.
0: Debatable. I said,
1: it's deb- a topic I said, for another. Team. That is a topic debatably. that
2: I do not want to get into with you right now, because. Okay.
1: Um,
2: Bandwagon. Like well, Khabib is twenty six and zero. Yeah. Let's just add on. Out of the fifty Mayweather fights, Joe only watched two. Uh, no, that's not right. Um, but
1: Khabib, this guy looks like a sociopath. I mean, <laughs> he looks like if you punch him in the face, he, he doesn't feel. He, he enjoys likes it. the pain. Yeah, he I likes it. Feel like yeah. pain for him is happiness. He he's the, he
0: looks like the type of guy that if he ever went down the wrong path, he'd spend his last money, his last
1: dollars, I guess
0: paying somebody to punch him in the face in, like, the back of the yeah. alley.
1: He looks like that type of guy. I mean, as crazy as McGregor is, it's oh. going to be really interesting to see some guy like Khabib who probably loves to feel pain um, <laughs> against some crazy guy named Who loves Connor to McGregor. inflict pain. It's the perfect who loves match. loves to inflict pain. I mean, McGregor tried to kick him yesterday at the – at the weigh-in. How
0: about I mean. the weigh-in? McGregor coming out with Drake? That's I didn't even watch the weigh in. Oh yeah. McGregor comes out, Drake's got the Irish flag. You oh know, yeah, I saw They're that. going nuts. I bet you thirty bucks that Drake had no clue who McGregor was, like, two weeks ago. And yeah, then... Drake's
2: from Canada, and he moved to the United States. <laughs> I mean, this guy has no <laughs> relation to Ireland
0: whatsoever. I guarantee you McGregor, like, had his people contact him. Took a while. And Drake's like, oh, yeah, sure, UFC, I'll walk out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll hold
1: the flag. Yeah, sure. Um, So we have predictions tonight. McGregor, Khabib, who we got, Chuck?
0: I'm going McGregor, simply off the fact that I just know him better. I don't know Khabib that well, and I think... I think McGregor's tough enough to really beat anyone in the UFC. It's just a matter of when it's going to come. And you know, Khabib's twenty six and zero. I'd like to see uh, like to see
2: a one twenty six and one. I I'm honestly just going to base my predictions based on looks. Um, McGregor obviously is four inches in reach, oh. and we know McGregor. He's a veteran, just like Khabib. And I'm personally rooting for McGregor because he's more – I can relate to him more. I mean, Khabib just seems like some random alien import from Russia. He's hollow. Yeah. He's hollow inside. He's metal. Yep. I'm I'm rooting for McGregor, um, but I'm going to go with Khabib. I think that he's just too tough to lose. And Khabib, another point. Khabib can go long distances. He recently won in five rounds a five-round decision against this guy named Al LaQuinta. I don't know who that is, but he won in five rounds. McGregor cannot go long distances like we saw. McGregor Mayweather, he can't go long distance. Well,
1: I mean, UFC is different though. It's it's yeah. way less. It's not a twelve round fight. Um, you know that that's a lot less time you have in there. And I think, but getting back to my prediction for tonight, um, I really like Conor McGregor. I think he's crazy. I think. <laughs> I like his talk, his trash talk's great, but I feel like all the time you see him talk the talk, but he can't always walk the walk. I
2: mean, he... Deep. You're deep. just basing that off of one fight. No, he's talked trash
1: his whole career. He, he does talk a lot times. of trash. He talks a lot of he's trash. lost but three times and he has a draw. I mean, it's and it's not this terrible guy, Khabib, and you know, I think he's just that silent guy waiting for his chance to, um... To win? beat. Beat up McGregor pretty bad. Yeah,
0: and I mean, we're we're saying, like, nobody knows Khabib, and, like, he's, like, create, like, once again, take that with a grain of salt, because the three of us barely know UFC, you know, he could be, like, a big... Guy in the UFC but uh yeah agreed. Well, he
1: is he is he, right. I think you just don 't hear about him because when McGregor left the well McGregor the takes UFC, the spotlight yeah he is
0: he's, he, he McGregor's the embodiment he's of the UFC showtime of the UFC yeah. I would not what be what watching you know this if, it,
2: I, I'm, if, if i if I plan it, on watching this, but I would definitely not watch it if McGregor wasn't in if this it's
0: fight. Khabib and another person i 'm not watching this fight mcgregor's I the reason i'm watching a this lot fight of
1: people aren't yeah. watching this fight if McGregor isn 't it, but getting back to my prediction. Uh, this is tough. I think McGregor is going to win tonight. Um, I think he's going to come out there crazy, pulling all sorts of weird stuff that Hell we've yeah. never seen before on this guy. And I think for as tough as this guy looks. Oh, my God. He looks I, like, I'm looking right now, he looks like a monster. I, I don't think he knows what's coming for him tonight with McGregor. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you know I'm gonna tra- change my prediction. I think McGregor, just because I want to be on, on everyone's side, All but right. uh, Khabib's gonna be tough
0: guy to beat, obviously. But I'm rooting for McGregor. All right, let's talk some other sports. So, I mean, Celtics. A little too early to speak on them. You know, they got their starting lineups looking good for the season.
1: <laughs> Even their bench. I mean, their whole team looks good. And you know, there's that recent uh, rumor that Anthony Davis. Might be coming to Boston Talk. too because he's been talking with Kyrie. Talk Aaron. is
2: that for this year or next year? Talk.
1: I I tell
0: you. I don't I just buy saw it. the rumor. That I really don't buy Kyrie. it. I mean, great news for the him.
2: Celtics though. Kyrie saying if the Celtics fans will have me, I'll resi- I plan on resigning next summer. That's, That's good. Awesome. And I mean, obviously, all the Celtics fans are on board.
0: Once again, you talking about Boston and how the fans are. I think the Celtics fans are of like the most like heartfelt fans. You see Isaiah Thomas. He like still considers himself. You know, a part of that kind of family,
2: and like people still
1: love him. You know Celtic what I mean?
2: Pride. Um, yeah, he embodies Celtic pride. Yeah,
1: yeah. and the, I mean, you look at the Celtics, and they're so young; they can be one of the best teams, if not the best team, in the NBA for the next five to eight years, five yep. to ten years, if mm-hmm. they stay together. I mean, Kyrie Irving's—I, I mean, I think he's twenty-four.
2: Also, Jason um, Tatum being 20.
1: Yeah, that that, that helps. Uh, being 20. <laughs> that for sure he's helps. He's got at least Kyrie's 15 years left. Jalen Brown was just drafted two years ago. Jay- he's Jason like Tatum's going into his sophomore campaign for us, and he looked great last year. Yep. I think you're going to see Tatum and Jalen Brown really mature this year, especially Tatum having it be his sophomore year. Um yeah, I think they're going to be a really tough team to beat and I think they can match up with the Warriors cuz they have the depth on the bench. I mean, Terry Rozier, it's the heart, um, man. The heart. Scary Terry. Scary Terry um, coming
2: off the bench too. He could start on probably at least a dozen other other NBA teams. Yeah, and
1: um you have
2: And you, you have, have LeBron leaving the Eastern Conference, so you got to think that they're they're going to they're going to win the Eastern Conference. I know you that I know that's old
0: news, but just quickly on LeBron
2: Leaving the Cavs Just like briefly I mean
0: wh- What's the point of that I-, I know maybe he's got Like bad juju over there Like who knows What's going on But like You I, you-, you basically that- This is the, what I Perceive it In my mind anyways He left because Cleveland is Cleveland And he's basically Just going to the Cavs Of the West Coast Like <laughs> like I don't see The Lakers being Any better than the Cavs
2: This year? No I think I don't think so, They'll be though.
0: better
1: this year Than they were last I, year I don't think so
0: yeah,
2: Obviously Because they have LeBron But like
1: no, I mean, I think LeBron's team this year will be better than LeBron's team last year.
0: See, I just, I just think. See, yeah, yeah, I disagree with that. I disagree. I think it's going to either be the same or worse. I, whatever. Kyle That's... Kuzma,
1: Lonzo Ball—they're young. I mean, Lonzo
2: we're Ball's not trash. Here to talk about the Lakers. Lonzo Ball's not even Celtics. starting though. Garbage. We're here
1: to talk about the Celtics. So, getting back to their bench, Terry Rozier—you know—you probably have the heartbeat of the whole Celtics team. Huge re-sign Marcus Smart. Um, he does wonders for our team. Maybe not the best shooter, but right. he's the he's what keeps the Celtics going. He
2: bleeds green,
1: exactly for sure.
2: Um, for sure,
1: Marcus Morris. I mean, he loves Boston. You can clearly see that. The fans love him too. Strong attitude. Um, Moose. I mean, they just Moose. drafted no, Robert Moose, Williams Craig out Moose. of Texas A&M, and he was a projected lottery pick. Um, he fell oh, did due draft? to his um, who was that? condition in his legs which we already saw firsthand in the first summer league game. He yep. injured his leg, blood artery clot, or something like that. Um, and he's got the potential to be unbelievable. I mean, he jumps through the roof. He can shoot. He can dunk. He can rebound. Um, hopefully he'll get some time this year because I want to see what he can do. I think he can do a lot for the Celtics. All right. Let's uh. let's let's move to the Pats. Let's Touch up on
0: the Pats. Yeah, we'll touch up on the Pats and then we'll cap it off with some uh, some hockey and then uh, yeah that'll be it.
2: Yep. So the Pats obviously winning a big one against the Colts. The Colts aren't very good, but you gotta love the production out of Tom Brady and Josh Gordon and Edelman, Gronk. You just gotta love the production. The Pats are really looking like their old self. Like they look like a championship team, and that's not a hot take or anything. But what do you think, Joe? Um,
1: yeah, Brady looks good. I mean, Joe Buck said it on Fox the other night. Joe the Pats Buck. look like the Pats. I it's mean, true. they struggled earlier. And I also said that 10 seconds ago. I mean, they they didn't look like they're the Pats, not Joe Buck. Also, the year they won against the Seahawks, they started off horrible. I remember them getting murdered on... Um, Thursday night football against the Chiefs. Against the Chiefs, exactly. Yeah. And then they came out and won the next game, and they finished 12-4 and and won the Super Bowl. So, I mean the slow start i don't think's for any concern and they've obviously picked it right back up um sony michelle has looked unbelievable the last two weeks i mean the colts he had 18 carries for 98 yards and a touchdown um the rookie out of georgia i mean he's a lot to look forward to for this team and you know you have josh gordon hauling in his first touchdown as a patriot and also tom Brady's fifth. 500th career touchdown pass right um i think you're gonna start seeing a lot more production out of josh gordon now that he's getting acclimated to the patriots system and the addition of julian edelman has been a huge gain for brady and the pats
2: yeah i mean you gotta like i just this is just my opinion but i feel like the uh, the patriots have a history of having not the best running backs uh, it's been a little while. Deion Lewis was obviously a stud. He really turned into a stud. But the Patriots are a big passing offense. To have someone like Sony Michel to break up the pass plays and the running plays, he's quick, he's strong. you got to love having someone like that on your team. They have weapons at every offensive position. They have Gronk at tight end. Yep. they got Gordon Hogan and Edelman. At wide receiver they got michelle at running back and they have the best quarterback and of all time james white too. Exactly. james white's great he catches the ball great he i mean deep yeah, they, team i have a lot of versatility and josh gordon hopefully they can morph him back to what he used to be obviously the talents there it's going to take some weeks for him to get to get really uh situated with the patriots because it's like they say like Learning Bill Belichick's playbook has got to be one of the harder things he'll ever do as a football player. And that's
0: that's an important thing for Belichick too. If you're you know on the Patriots, knowing the playbook, like knowing what to do, when to do it, discipline. especially
2: the discipline too. Yep. I mean he got suspended for like three seasons in a row or something. But crazy that's like that. that's
0: the type of player that Belichick likes because Belichick turns those types of players around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
2: Hopefully he can keep his behavior well. Hopefully they don't have to ship him off like Malcolm Butler. I don't even still don't even really know what happened. Um,
1: but. well, let's change topic and let's talk about the Bruins. So for sure, we saw Wednesday night they got dismantled by the Washington Capitals. Absolutely destroyed. I well, mean, Tuca Rask did not look good at all. But no. they, you know, the next night you have Palak, You know, their off-season acquisition coming and shut out the Sabers. I mean, the Sabers aren't the Capitals, but. He looked good. I mean Rask, Rask is Wednesday
2: night. Rask let in five goals on nineteen shots. That's seventy three percent save percentage. That's horrendous. Anything below eight, uh eighty percent is horrendous. But Halleck came in and he had eighty eight percent save percentage against the former Stanley Cup champions. And then the next night he shuts out the Sabres thirty two saves out of thirty two saves. That's awesome. You have to love that. And, I mean, Marchand, four assists against the Sabres.
0: Marchand's a beast. I mean, He's that's nothing
2: new, but four assists. You got Bergeron, Chara, Pasternak, and Donato getting goals. You like to see an even spread of goals. I mean, everybody can produce when they're playing like a sound team. Yep. But on um, Honestly, I don't think that their potential looks too good. I I just don't see the Bruins going very that's why far. I, that's where
0: I disagree. Everybody always says this that the Bruins aren't looking too hot, the Bruins aren't looking great, and then we just make an unexpected playoff push. I mean, I don't I don't see us winning the Stanley Cup. Prove me wrong. But I I don't see us, you know, not making it past the first or second round of playoffs.
2: No, nah, I think they'll make the playoffs, but I don't think they'll they'll make it past the first
1: no, it round. it how they're It's obviously really too early, but if they, you know, their defense looks good and the goaltending looks good too. Cause I mean, my question is, are we going to see a new, a new number one goalie for the Bruins in Halak? I mean, he's, (laughs) uh, I mean, he's proved, I mean, I know it's only two games in, but he's showed us what he can do. And Rask obviously had a bad game and Rask has been unbelievable for so many years. I personally think Rask is still going to be the number one goalie, but I, I think yeah. it's worth asking the question. I think
2: Rask is, I mean, honestly, I I'm, don't know much about hockey, but I think he's a top ten goalie. I think he's pre, He's his talent is pretty elite. Um, prove me wrong, though. Well, I mean, Rask has always been shaky, but he's clutch when you need him to be
0: clutch. But then sometimes you need him to be extra clutch and you just can't pull it off. Uh, the Caps. I don't think anybody expected us to win that game. The Caps are kind of moving like a well-oiled machine the past two years. Uh, you know they haven't been able to close all that often, except for obviously last season. But um, I don't. I personally didn't expect the Bruins to win that game, but seeing them just get slaughtered was yeah, I was bad. That was not. That good. really hurts the soul. Yeah, it it really does. But uh, last thing I want to talk about in the NHL, and then then we'll wrap up is uh. Like touching on the caps is Tom Wilson, uh, he's kind of like a, kind of like a Sean Thornton, what he was for the Bruins, except a little more mean, and a little more dirty. So Wilson was suspended for twenty games for a hit in preseason, and uh, you can just look it up. You know, Tom Wilson preseason. How bad hit. is it? Uh, I mean, he got him pretty good. And what he, you hit him in the head? No, I think he, I think he cut him low. I I did not watch the video this morning. I saw it a while ago, but uh, he. He's a dirty player for He's sure in and like head check head check yeah. yeah all right so in the head so that's I mean he it was definitely a dirty hit for sure. Uh, I mean usually usually those kind of things handle themselves in the form of guys like Tom Wilson who will stand up for their teammates but you know in a preseason game the NHL's just sort of taken out the trash and if if you really think about it it's like the the NHL doesn't want to be as hard on this because hockey's a tough sport. But you see people getting upset about concussions in the in the NFL, which is like, like it's football. Most like, NFL
2: players get concussions every game,
0: right? But and it's football. You know what I mean? You sign up for that and you expect it. But I mean, what he did obviously wasn't right. I think the NHL is being pretty hard on him. I think people are working on an appeal.
1: Yeah, the NHLPA.
0: I mean, a yeah. quarter
2: of the season is kind of. That's big, That's a big it's, it's
0: big And especially for a guy Like Tom Wilson Who he's he's not only Just like this dirty player Who can't skate He's he's not just like uh, He's not just a goon You know what I mean He he puts points on the board He makes plays But um, yeah, I yeah I think the NHL <laughs> Yeah I think the NHL Is just being a little A little extra tough To prove a point And usually You know in the game of hockey You see Guys like Tom Wilson Like stick up for teammates And you see things That happen on the ice Are usually handled on the ice But you know That's
2: kind of like the new passing rule, uh, roughing the passer rule in the NFL, Clay Matthews. Soft. Yeah, soft. Very soft. I feel like we're seeing sports in general turn into stuff like that. Just soft. It's a shame. I mean, CeCe Sabathia, I know you love him, Chuck. Hate him. Bag of dust. Someone hit hit one of his players in a game against the Rays, and then he hits him later, gets thrown out of the game. I mean, sports are soft these days.
0: All right. Yep. So if you're gonna take anything from this podcast, sports are soft.
2: Sports
1: are soft, and uh, the Red Sox are going to are gonna get murdered. David Price is going to prove play
0: terrible wrong tonight. McGregor by a hundred. Thanks for listening. See you guys in the next one.